Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host is absolutely desperate to add his own hot take to the already enormous steaming pile. He believes that contrary to everybody else says that the Chris Rock Will Smith thing was just an elaborate handshake that got out of hand. Bringer of the hot takes, your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to hold myself back from just uh, reminding myself. Just it. It. It did. Uh, it did irritate me. And then you know. And then I guess like everyone else, irritated by having to hear everyone's opinion on the whole thing yeah. as well. So. Other than that, I'm great. How are you, Rich? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a bit of a wacky. Another wacky day and another wacky. Uh, it's a wacky period for uh, mm. the recording of different gravy, but. Um, it's you- a do yeah. you want to kind of have a bit of fun before we get into fr- frivolity, before we get Ooh. into things? Do you want to play a round of my Wentz Dirtle? Oh, I, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm 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 lots and loaded and uh, ready to go oh, when oh, you oh. are. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to go for it. There's an evergreen guest that I'm going to go for here, which is, uh, which is Jones. Okay. So, for Jones, you have... You have a yellow on the N. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, yellow on the N. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is tricky. Can I... Um, I'm going to go for Brunt. Green, 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 green. He's got it. Yes. Two out of six. Wow. Oh. I think that's a Wednesday little record. Oh, feels good. Feels great. Feels nice. Mm-hmm. Mmm, no time wasting. Just best foot forward. Route one. The first one was just a touch before he just beamed it into the top corner from 40 yards. <laughs> Much like Chris Brunt. The aforementioned Brunter. <laughs> there was a thread um, asking who scored the better goals, Brunt, Wallace or Reach. Do you have a feeling there? Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a opinion? It's not quite my era, but I'm going to go Brunt. I'm going to be honest. I think certainly, like, what Brunt and Wallace have that Reach didn't have was importance of goals. Hmm. I, th- I think that's a big that's a big factor. But um, oh, there was I do remember this. Yeah, this would be this would be uh, right in the middle of the uh, the fa- the infamous Gledel sabbatical. Um, <laughs> there's a there's there's somebody who's written a book on the glory the Wednesday glory years, but um I'm I'm waiting on for the book on the on the Gledel sabbatical years, um the definitive history of the time when Luke looked away for a bit. Uh, <laughs> it's not it's not that interesting, everybody. I re- <laughs> I remember we went on we were we're in such a goal drought. We were so we were so thirsty for goals and so poor in front of goal that Brunt just resorted to just trying to beam it straight in from corners because there was nobody nobody had the ability to head it. So he'd just have a shot from the corner flag. <laughs> I think he got one as well. I'm pretty sure he got one. Oh, some man. Some man that Chris Brunt. Um let's uh let's let's do some news. Mm. Breaking hoo-hoos. 
breaking who who's indeed mm. uh we've got a bit of an international roundup uh Bailey Peacock Farrell and Burundi's own Saido Berahino in action for their for their countries um neither of them seems to have had particularly auspicious outings <laughs> but um yeah Bailey Peacock Farrell played in the 1-0 loss in a friendly to Hungary for Northern Ireland and uh Berahino started up front for Burundi versus Bahrain, and they lost to the aforementioned Bahrain. Um, anything more there? Really, it's nice to see them both back. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's um, it was interesting last week for the fact that you know, um, uh, is it Ian Barraclough, who's the Northern Ireland manager? Yes, did a favour for Darren Moore by letting him stay letting Peacock Farrell stay at Hillsborough for that game and obviously they jetted off for the that was a home friendly right so I believe that was in Belfast that yeah. was done so it it's just strange it's a little strange well, they, yeah, so, but Bailey Peacock Farrell went late <clears throat> and it seems like Saido Berahino came back early so interesting between them they both played one game each rather than both playing two games. But mm. I suppose they're friendlies. Aren't, I mean, it's hard to get excited about England friendlies, isn't it? I mean, outside of ITV clapping their hands because they've got some football, um, does anybody <coughs> care about international friendlies? <laughs> Not really. I enjoyed you kind of marking out ITV clapping their hands like they have a friendly, like they also enjoy shitting in their hands and clapping as well. <laughs> More's the better. <laughs> maybe maybe the uh, the people working at ITV have a bit more kind of nuance not to be made out as kind of delinquent idiot children that we're making them out. But um, I don't know the well, the, out, the I, output. I, the output's not particularly fantastic, is it? Let's be honest. I like but, envisioning the the shite mottled face of Lee Dixon as he gleefully. Continues to clap his hands despite the fact he's smeared in feces, um, like some sort of rugby induction, rugby team induction gone wrong or gone right. Um, well, that's that's how I, that's how I that's how I view the, the those those folks. ITV, they're, they're, they, they okay. deserve. Well, since you mentioned Lee Dixon, I will join because I I really despise Lee Dixon. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. What a chowd. Watching football and I'm angry about it. Lee Dixon. <laughs> Do you know I've met Thierry Henry? Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd hope so, Lee. Yeah, I believe you played in played in numerous teams together. <laughs> um, there's, there's a couple of just little bits and pieces to sort of pick up. Yeah. Uh, not a huge amount of um, mm-hmm. earth-shattering stuff, but... Uh, you were you were sort of mentioning that uh, there, was, there was there was an interesting but uh, comment or two from from Keith Tracy on the uh, well the lauded footballing podcast under the cosh. Yeah, so there, there was a little bit of a spate because I went I went and listened to that episode or most of it I should say, and I didn't. I wonder whether we should get into it. I thought it was interesting when people have um, maybe. Maybe it's it's a slight interesting kind of nuance of kind of uh, addiction that football players have is when it becomes to down to like a sex addiction. Mm. Um, but it turns out Keith Tracy's a regular David Duchovny in that that department, and um, mm. and also seem to you know obviously as well seem to have a bit of a a, a booze thing as well. So 
it was just really interesting to hear, like, you know, he said, I thought you, Sheffield United were big, but then I came to Wednesday, and they're a little bit bigger. So <laughs> he's teed up the comments, and yeah. then just a huge anticlimactic letting down of the tyres on that punchline. It, it's just it's a, like Mama, you kind of... love it or hate it, and I think it's okay. <laughs> It's it's like it's you've talked about um, um, what's the chap from Taskmaster and his uh, Alex Horn or Greg Alex David? Horn. It's Alex Horn. It's you're better than you're better than all the rest. Anyone I've ever met. <laughs> it, it's a, it yeah. is a bit like that. And there was some also some tales. Yeah, and some also some tales about like how he was kind of just kind of lost in the mire. He seemed to be. But also just kind of equidistant between, like, I've, I've got an addiction, I've got a problem going on, mm. but also, like, um, no kind of remorse for having that addiction and then just seemingly giving less of a crap about football. Okay. And yeah. it was interesting, I didn't get into it long enough to, to the episode. I listened to the bumper end because I heard when he was talking about Wednesday, which is a bit I want to get to, and I yeah. thought, oh, I, I, this would probably be quite a fun you know that those 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 podcast episodes are pretty fun in general, right? So I thought I'd yeah. go back and listen to the thing, and then I just got distracted. I'll be honest. Um, so and it talks about him like David Jones uh, brought, brought Dave Jones brought him in to say, you know, he he rang him, he rang uh, Jones, rang Keith Tracy, and was kind of saying like, you know, how are you? Are you you know are you fit? And then Keith Jones, uh, sorry, Keith Tracy was saying, I'm not really that fit. And then Dave Jones was saying, well, as long as your left foot works. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm currently knocking off a very young netball player, so I couldn't give two hoots. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's exactly what he said. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, he came in to meet Dave Jones, and apparently he was shaking because he'd literally been out drinking the night before and was very candid to kind of tell. that It's just a very kind of sad resignation for, for him, <clears throat> for his, his tale. So... That's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's someone who's just very, very blunt and very kind of at peace with it. But it it just felt a bit sad to kind of hear. I know there's a lot of like cheeky, cheeky. Ooh, we had a few drink tales on under the cosh, but it. I don't know what that podcast. Seemed, yeah, it seemed a little sad. Right. Interesting. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Probably not going to check it out because it sounds like a bummer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I do look forward to the uh, the Keith Tracy inspired series. I'm showing. I'm imagining it's going to probably have to be HBO because um, mm. it's going to be spicy. Uh, but the the Emerald Green Diaries instead of the Red Shoe Diaries is going to be a oh, it's going to be a treat to behold. Do, do they ever get into why they don't have a, an E on under the cosh? No, I don't know. I thought this was something you knew more about that I did not. They've no. Never got into the. Um, I've never. The vexicology of their own their own perplexing name. Maybe they were initially brought to you by Under Armour. Yeah, Under Armour. Mm. Munscaped. <laughs> Shave your bulls. Shove your bulls with Munscaped. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, yes. Um, the other thing that was just nice to... Well, maybe, you know, a, a, a little... It's this time of the season when you start to 
look around and what's going to happen maybe transfer wise but it's interesting uh, just to note that Harley Dean uh, is is pretty convinced that he doesn't have a future at Birmingham City mm. I would imagine we will not be the only takers for 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 that gentleman uh, worry to to become available in the summer. But um, tantalising to think that we can uh, we can maybe dream of the fact it could happen. Um, he's thirty years old, so you'd imagine he's got a couple more ye- good years in him as a as a centre back. But he's he's not quick. Well, I guess with that kind of porn star name, he gets into his kind of milf career at this age, doesn't he? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's well. He's well into his milk career, isn't it? I think that happens around twenty three, twenty four, generally. I believe so. Yes. Anyway, there we go. That was the news, mm. and I just hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. <laughs> um, right. Mm. There was a football match, Luke. A there was. A football match did happen, and that is the meat of today's episode, as it is always the meat of the episode. Big chunk of meat to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we uh, we lined up this. You know, we've, it's a fairly settled formation now. I think mm. some elements kind of pick themselves. Uh, obviously, Bailey Peacock Farrell back in goal. Uh, he has had. Patchy form coming back from international duty, but uh, nice to generally nice to see him there at the back. Um, the twist here was that was there was no no Jordan Story at all, mm. not in the not in the squad, and Dominic Iortha took his place. Um, I think I'm always generally pleased to see Iortha take up a, a, a slot on the team sheet, um, but it was it's there's a bit of a shroud of mystery over Story's absence, isn't there? And, there is indeed. It was something we talked about before we went on to uh, to start the recording today, um, before we got going. And in the post-match presser, it's a very kind of weird straight bat. It's a straight bat, but the bat is probably many kind of slightly angled and crooked, which uh, Darren Moore is playing a, a defensive, defensive... That doesn't sound like a very straight bat. It doesn't, no. It, it sounds like it sounds like you'd be... Uh, you know, caught out quite ha- quite easily from a spin ball, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, asked at the end of the kind of roundup, which Dom Housen has done in today's uh, Yorkshire Live, and why did Jordan's story miss out today? Uh, more replies, there is nothing the matter with him. It was personal reasons. Follow-up question, do you expect Jordan to be back for the next game? More answers, I'm not sure. He is fine, but he missed today for personal reasons. We will see in terms of the next game. Hmm. Hmm. And I, mean, I, I hope it's nothing. You know, personal reasons covers an awful lot of potential bits and pieces, doesn't it? So mm. hopefully, it's like, uh, nothing too distressing or upsetting. But um, <laughs> maybe he's going to vasect me. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a procedure. <laughs> a voluntary up. Um, it was interesting for me coming into this and making notes because looking at the lineup and saying, "Yep," as you said. As you've said, it's very much the Wednesday formation. It's what we're going with. Um, I mean, there's still some interesting things um, further up the pitch. I mean, I was glad that Mendes Lang held his place up with Gregory. I'm glad that yeah. Pe- Peacock Farrell is back from from his jollies as he did play midweek. And even though he's only in Belfast, and um, Best Hip Hop Show is back on the bench. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Mm. 
But however, coming... loop, it's very important. Um, yeah, I rather enjoyed the film. Saw it this week. It's um, you know, it's a charming coming of age tale set against the backdrop of uh, a pretty horrific period in history. So you know, it's there's something for everyone. Do you want to hear about my Irish film that I saw this week? Was it was it the old Emerald Green Shirt Diary? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I it, was not. it was not. Um, it was Leap Year. I saw Leap Year. Oh. A film which apparently irritates a lot of Irish people because... Uh, I know um, nothing about Leap Year. Um, so it's basically, the concept is uh, there is one day every four years where because we're such a chauvinistic, sexist society that oh, women can't uh, propose a marriage, but they can on a Leap Year. We allow uh, such a thing to happen. So it's a thing in, in Ireland. So Amy Adams goes to to get married to her Adam Scott, playing her dickhead fiancé. Uh, as he often plays dickhead fiancé, dickhead characters very, very well. Because he's, he he's, he's, he's great. He's got a, yeah. And then she goes there. And then when she's flying in on the plane, there is a storm. So she lands in Cardiff. And then somehow, because I think maybe the storm is still happening... That means that she gets a ferry from Cardiff all the way around to the southwest coast of Ireland. Of course. Which I think is kind of in the Galway neck of the woods, I believe. Okay, okay. And then it takes her, apparently it takes her four days to get to Dublin, which then, uh-huh. you know, obviously she falls in love with the guy who helps get her there, which uh-huh. is uh, played by a English actor who does a very, very bad Irish accent. <laughs> the thing. So there's a lot Would of things. Not too good by any chance. Is that who he is? <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly what happens. Anyway, <laughs> so that is that is our our kind of film references for then. But I have another film reference, Rich. So so the interesting thing was looking at story being missing out. I didn't have no context. There was no communication as to mm. why, which is obviously the nature of what goes into prior to a football game and announcing the lineup. And, you know, Rich, uh, here in Calgary, there's a famous burger place called Peter's Drive-In's. Now, Peter's Drive-In, uh, the burgers and fries there, if anyone ever comes to Calgary, do not get burgers and fries from Peter's because it's fucking terrible. Oh. However, oh. the milkshakes are very, very good. The milkshakes are delicious. They have about 30, 40, 45, something ridiculous wow. toppings. Okay. And they boast that they boast an astonishing 4,500 combinations to which you can have for wow. a milkshake. And this made me kind of come and think in regarding Wednesday's lineup that uh, it made me do some calculations, Rich. And did you know that from, I believe, eight centre-backs, if I'm counting, Palmer, Johnson, Hutchinson, Iolfa, Dunkley, Dean, Story, and Brennan, that we would have 56 combinations. And if I'm being generous to include uh, Brennan and remove that, then I think I calculate that way you have 35 from the seven there. Um, this made me kind of wonder and think about some type of uh, situation, Rich, where Darren Moore was a kind of demented Willy Wonka type, and I would be a depressed, upset executive at the Darren Moore uh, candy candy factory sick of his world of pure imagination uh seeing the company getting pulled into mire by him fiddling with his sweet flavors (laughs) darren i would say you know how we are the music makers and the dreamers of the dream darren well the last thing you did that worked stick with that yeah 
So shines a good deed in a weary world and all that. <laughs> I wonder how close we've been to having that many different iterations of the back three. I think well, I mean, different. since there's 56 combinations from those eight, the good news is that um, there's only so many games of football in a in yeah. a season, so so Darren Moore cannot do all of those. But it just feels like, why are we just continually doing this? Why are we trying something new again? I don't I know because we could we could have another game next week, and he could play he could play Dunkley where I, I awful was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had that last time. Well, we, we've also had like multiple arrangements in games as well because I think we figured out not not in training in a live match against an opposition that wanted to beat us that Jordan Story couldn't play left-sided centre-back. But we tried it first and then we're like, oh no, he can't do this, can he? And then shuffled them all around while they were on the pitch. So even in games sometimes we've had like four or five different arrangements of the same three players. I, I, would, I would wager we've probably been fairly close to almost every vari- variation of a back three that you can have. I think also what we'll see will defy explanation, as Gene Wilder sang as well. <laughs> oh, Darren, if you want to view Paradise, simply look at the last formation that worked and view it. Not a new you fucking version. Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and view it. <laughs> Anything you want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Classic. Classic. Was that you doing the Johnny Depp as a kind of creepy, creepy, uh, (laughs) creepy paedophile type thing? I'm always um, just interpreting life through that that, uh, lens. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We actually, Um, like, later on in this game, we, I think, yeah, we did even see. Like a, a permutation of that, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. So, so the yeah, so the setup this time was mm. was, was Sam, Sam Hutchinson, the left side of the centre back trio, Harley Dean firmly in the middle. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then I offer it on the right hand side there with um, Hunt and Johnson taking up the wing back positions. Uh, that midfield three is the only thing that doesn't change. In a, <laughs> the, 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 the world revolves around them three. Um, so Byers, Bannon and Luongo continuing to do their, their thang in the middle of the pitch. And uh, Gregory and Mendes-Lang, as you say, continued that uh, that partnership up top. It's a bit divisive, Mendes-Lang being up there. But you do sort of, th- particularly with Jack Hunt on this sort of form, you want to try and squeeze Mendes-Lang in somewhere, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one because I, I coming into this, I'm happy to see him play in some position. Yeah, today was today was interesting. Yeah, it, it doesn't really work, but mm. you'd want it. I think just it's like it's an you know how they talk about um, people on the left letting perfect be the enemy of good. And I think, like, the principle of Mendes Lang playing, starting the game for Sheffield Wednesday is a good thing. Is him playing up front perfect? Is it the best solution? Probably not. But is it better than him not playing? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) It's tricky. It is tricky. It is. It is. It is. Hunt has just been so good of late. Mm. And we'll talk about today. I mean, he's, he's, despite his... um, 
his dotage as a as a player. He is adding new kinks to his game, um, which is a delight to see. I'm saying dotage about a man who's 31 years old, but you know what I mean. For a flyer up and down that wing. Well, he, I, I mean, it was interesting because I, I you made a reference to after his um, inaugural, um, you know, goal for Sheffield Wednesday last week. Yeah. That this was something that they were working on, that working on the wingbacks coming in to attack in those positions, the cross from the other wingback. Yeah. You know, so we're seeing a combination of Hunts and Marvellous Marvin Johnson on the other side. Marvellous Marvin. Um, so it was funny. I just I just ma- uh, mopped up the rest of that episode just before we started chatting. And that, that was the point of where I was from last week's episode. So, and we've yeah. plenty, plenty to get on with in terms of notes. But yeah, there we go. Happened again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, so... Being at the game, I've made a few a few notes, sort of scattered. Mm. Um, that my first one would be the opening goal, but um, I don't know whether you've got anything else prior to that. Well, I mean, we I like um, I said about the fifth minute mark, about halfway through. So then uh, we had a pretty ho hum start until then. Mendes Lang was kind of played in, and then we had some kind of check back, which mm. got us a corner, and then you know, long free kick from Barry Bannant to the back stick. Where Dean seemed to be startled to have the ball is behest and really just just didn't realize how much time he had. He seemed yeah. like kind of shocked and startled and yeah. headed wide. Not a hugely, yeah, not a- you know, not a, a really dangerous position to be in, but certainly is one which if you have there and you have some time, there are other options and things that you can do with that rather than just tamely head it wide. Did you... um? I'm now blanking on... on uh, did you pick up the Cheltenham Town... I don't know whether we spoke about this in the podcast, but did you pick up the Cheltenham Town manager saying that we're the best at corners in the league? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not say that. That's, that is, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he, um, he made some sort of comment to the effect of like, oh, you know, like being really annoyed that they've conceded from a corner because it's like, oh, we know how good they are. They're the best in, le- in the league at corners. Um, and I just don't know. I'd love to know what whether he's misread his report, um, or uh, yeah, I just don't know what what that was based on. But I wonder if getting ahead to you know getting that first touch is something that that we're good at. I, we're not good at scoring from them. No, no, not at all. But uh, and you know we've talked about the you know every. Every manager who will come will, if given the opportunity and if led down that path, will bat their eyelashes at Barry Bannon. But Barry Bannon is not very good at corners. No, no. Barry Bannon has lots and lots and lots of talents. Corners don't seem to be one of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sorry. I've just I've just looked it up. I should have pulled this up earlier. But um, yeah, they had a bit more of the ball, but I didn't think there was a lot in it. We can't give a goal away as quickly as we did, particularly from a corner. And they are the best in the league from corners. The stats will show you that. Mm. I just don't know what stats he's seeing. We, we must be one of the worst for conceding from corners. We're the best at allowing goals to happen from the corner, if that's the, the sort of... <laughs> to go back to Willy Wonka, the kind of mixed-up bedlam that you want to live in. Um, <laughs> that's the only kind of way I can make sense of it. But um, I've got another puzzle for you. <laughs> if you all 
always concede from set pieces. <laughs> why do you give up? Why such silly free kicks? <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Oh, Willy Wonka. The spirit of Willy Wonka and his wacky creations has suffused mm. the podcast, Luke. And I didn't even get to make a reference to Darren Moore and a similar kind of Craig David as Willy Wonka, you know, from the What's Your Flavor video. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> That's, it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We're done. Let's move on. Let's talk about another terrific goal from Jacunt. Well, I tell you what, if if this is the the river of chocolate goals that we got to we've got to uh enjoy Luke at Hillsborough at this point in time, call me Augustus Gloop, because I'm diving right in. <laughs> Rich Rich is there like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've heard the Cadbury factory is just uh, is, is melting down to the river. So I'm just gonna just gonna get on get on my scuba gear, jumping. <laughs> oh, it was gorgeous. Oh, so good. I mean, you know, we had like we had a lot of good play in the build up to this. You know, there was a lot of us just pinging it around the box willy nilly, just having you know having some good play. Came to Bannon and, you know, he took a few touches out on the left, swung over this delicious pendulous cross into the box, bounces for a long and diving header from Mr. Jack Hunt. Wonderful. Brave as well. Brave. Brave. Yeah. Asking us to get a kick in the teeth, but he, uh, oh, it's a great header. It's so satisfying the way the angle it goes in as well. It's like one of those, it's like raise, rising as it goes in. It's it's lovely to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because we, we've t- we've talked. We had the week where we talked about the the Lord after the Lord Mayor's show, the week after the Lord Mayor's show, not just the game after the Lord Mayor's show. But um, this was a bit like the attitude that kind of got Jack Hunt his first goal. That kind of like showboating, swaggery. Um, tail end of the match from last week, we carried into this game. We mm. were playing like we were like three, four nil up from kickoff, really, but like three, four nil up and wanting to score more. So we were like, because that got the goal came, Mendes Lang and Bannon are out on that left wing, mm. and um, Marvelous Marvin's in, in the middle of the pitch there. So already there's quite a lot of movement and people. Mm. Hitting and trying to trying to sort of overload them in areas. Um, there was just a lot a lot going on really to try and try and sort of make make things that happen like the goal. Uh, but it's a great cross, Gregory. It almost looks better as well for the fact Gregory reaches out for it and isn't able to to get on the end of it. The fact that then Hunt just arrives and smashes it home. Brilliant stuff. Mm. I loved. Um, you know, I, I I really wish there were different angles to. To watch because mm. Jackson's had a kind of seemed a bit sensible soccer esque. Yes, you know, you, you know, one top, of my f- a top down view. Do you ever remember seeing? I think there was oh, it was some random year in like oh eight oh nine or something. Wednesday were at home to Norwich. It wasn't the one with the Dion Dublin, but we beat them three two. We had they had that run against Norwich where we were just absolutely yeah. nigh invincible against them. We beat them like. 10 times in a row or something crazy. Yeah. And um, Marcus Tudgate scored a header against Norwich at the back post at the cop end. And the cross kind of came in 
and he did that. He did. It was a bit like I think Trevor Francis scored a very similar goal in like the pomp of his career okay. in Europe, and it's like him at the flying at the back stick, but facing inwards. Mm. So he's like, uh, if you imagine the man is kind of leaping uh, horizontally, but going towards the cop, and then yeah. he kind of heads it while he's doing that. And it was is one of the best headed goals yeah. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and amazing. you know, but then we we've, we've had two not not as good, but still two very very impressive diving headers from Jack Hunt, which isn't, yeah. isn't an element of his game that we would ever <laughs> think that we would see. And he's done it twice, two games in a row. It's um, well, it was a vo- it was a volley last week, wasn't it? It was a volley last week, yes. No, yeah, just, he tried. He tried a diving header last diving week. Header. Yeah, that was what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, but no, he's. I mean, this is it's full commitment. He's full, he's mm. full, he's got a lot to do with that header. Yeah, it's not. He's not level with that near with that far post. He's out level with the edge of the six yard box. So he's got it's he's got a lot to do with it, and he gets in right in the top corner from there. It's incredible. It's a really very, very, very fine finish. Um, and the sort of finish that you get from a guy that's playing the best football of his life, really. This is, he's an jo- absolute joy to watch. His crossing's good. You know, yeah. We just let him have that right flank and just go, go on then, Jack, get on with it. And he's he's owning it. It's great to see. Very um, nice, so we kept, we kept at it, didn't we? We had a couple more chances. Mm. I'm thinking... In particular, I'm thinking of the Mendes Lang one, but you'll 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 correct me if that's not the sort of next thing in the chronological order. Well, I I might be. you're probably right, Rich. If I'm being pedantic, uh, Bannon 14th minute got giddy, wanged a curler over from 35 yards. That oh, was yeah. just prior to that. Though. That was the 14th minute, 15th minute. That's when we get into that as well. Bannon was just fantastic. I mean, I I guess in this case that. Um, Maybe, maybe I don't know. Wimbledon, Wimbledon, low block. I, I feel this is unfortunately something we have to talk about every week now. <laughs> yes. Now yeah. that we've learned, it's called a low block. Yeah, we have we to call it out. Here. We can't just talk about teams parking the bus anymore. It's a low block. <laughs> no. But then no. there's situations where it's like, are they doing a low block or is it just? Um, we we seem pretty good against them, like attacking them, and I, I know that there's a great deal from. How, how do you un- unpick such a lock? You call mm. you call the locksmith Barry Bannon to come yes. in into the village. You know he's got a reputation with this, and he's good <laughs> at this stuff. So he was doing a lot of great through balls, and, and yeah, he was doing a lot with that. I thought it was interesting mm. you mentioned about the the great dynamic. It's fantastic when we see a Wednesday team that knows how to look. I'm going to go here, so you then cover yeah. for me, and we'll just keep switching, and we can just see it just cause havoc. Yeah, and it was something that I think I've never seen much from Wednesday doing prior to Carvajal come in yeah. during the time I'm watching Wednesday. But we do still have occasions where it happens, and a lot happened with that today, and especially with Bannon on that left. Bannon, Bannon was helping out a lot on the left yeah. touchline, doing really well. But anyway, I think this was more through the center. Did an incredible through ball. Uh, did you get to see AFC Wimbledon's number three fall over on his ass? That yes. was very funny. That was good. And you know, came to Mendes Lang from a tightish angle, put it just wide. It was uh, it was agonizingly close. It's he's it's so it is agonizing because he's given it, well, obviously, yeah, he's 
shown the strength. The defender's fallen away. He couldn't stand, you know, couldn't stand shoulder to shoulder with him. He's then kind of done the keeper. The keeper's committed. It's just a case of steering it into the what's left, you know, the open bit of the net. But unfortunately, just he just puts it wide. And I'm sure we'll get there in time. But I'm just now interested. Uh, there was a moment where Bannon was absolutely full pelt running alongside a defender who fell over. And I'm wondering if it was, that was number three as well in the second half, this is. Oh, so you think he had a, developed quite a reputation for falling on his ass this game. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Running too fast for his little legs and then falling over like a toddler. <laughs> like a toddler. Brilliant. Yeah. Play, Learning to walk. Playing your squad number as an age. <laughs> oh, that's, that, would, that would be a fun, like, um, I know they play a lot of football around Christmas, so you couldn't do it around Christmas, but like before they break up for the summer, a training session where you have to, you have to play the age of your squad. <laughs> Some of them would be really held back, though. You imagine all the youth scheme players who were just playing um, playing as old men. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've, you well, Mendes Lange would be 41. Mm. That would really slow him down, I think. I think Jack Hunt is basically his own age. I think Mendes language are quite distinguished as an old, older, older gentleman. Yeah, you know, maybe a maybe a blazer. Cue someone photoshopping Callum Patterson's hair onto <laughs> Mendes language. <laughs> um, so that was fifteen minutes. Hmm. Uh, where are we? Where are we next? Um. Well, I was going to say the seventeenth minute from my notes. Um, I'm just looking at the highlights here as well. I'll be guilty of that one, Rich. Um, 17 minutes, I made a comment of rest spell where Wimbledon looked decent. Yeah. And then I started making the note of this, saying there's a weird pace to this, but we look very much in control. And I made that note and was cut short by making that note by us conceding. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Rich, I, I think you're a man who has a lot better kind of lens about our defensive misgivings. So, do you wanna do you wanna lead the proceedings on this one, on this inquest? Uh, well, I mean, you 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 flat you doth flatter me, sir. <laughs> um, you you silver tongue devil, you. Uh, I don't I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think a lot of a lot of the blame has got to fall on the shoulders of one Samuel Hutchinson right here. He loses track of... So, I should just say, um, I was impressed by their front two today. Yeah, yeah. um... I thought they, uh, as we say, they were playing in a low block. They were very, very committed to getting men behind the ball. But I I thought Zach Robinson, in particular, feeding off scraps, really made us work hard with not very much support at times. But anyway. I thought you were going to look at a sale, a sale. Well, him too. Yeah, so, mm. yeah so he, he's the goal scorer, isn't he? Number ten. I thought. I thought he was decent as well. He's tw- he's only twenty years old, by the way. He's he's that player, and he's twenty. He he's, looked he looked impressive. He's young and he's nippy. He's he's got he's got pace. And I I mean it, it's um I, I guess the interesting thing. I, yes, it is poor defending. I'm looking at this this back and watching it. It was an interesting thing because it's like especially for me, like coming back and watching this goal. Because I remember at the time, I thought it was a longer ball, and I thought we had less men back, and I thought it was more of a situation that was being caught on the break. Because, yeah, I mean, no, that no, seemed no. to be their mentality, was that, you know, put men behind the ball, have a quick 
quick nippy forwards who can break and counter at pace and cause damage, which they did. Um, but I didn't realize that there were so many players around him. It's, it's a good through ball, but there's so many Wednesday players who are flat-footed. It's just time. in particular... And also, this is from a goal kick. So this is bowled out to one player who brings over the halfway line at quite a quite a, a small, quite a, quite a yeah. light canter. We'll put it that. Yes. You yes. know, he's not really breaking much of a sweat. Does a great through ball, um, you know, and then and then they execute very very well on the pullback. But as you but said, well, well, Hutchinson in particular, it's you just never want to see someone stop and put their hand up. Yeah. And he's done that because he's completely lost. He's, he's lost Robinson. He doesn't know where Robinson is. And I think early on, I think we managed to to sort it out eventually, or they stopped doing it. But the two of them were moving around because three men marking two men, there's a thing there. If you had just two men against two men, you'd just kind of go, okay, you mark Robinson, I'll mark the other one. <laughs> I've forgotten his name again. Asal. 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 Yeah, you mark... You mark you take, I'll take 14, you take 10. We'll just, no matter what they do, we'll just, we'll, that's what we'll do. Mm. With three of you, and generally the role that then is like, okay, well, if he moves into your zone, I'll give you a shout. If he moves into my, moves out of my zone, you know, move into your, from your zone, give me a shout, etc. So it's a kind of, it's a more of a hand-holding situation. And I think they did quite a nice job occasionally of like making, picking the holes between that three. Mm. And obviously he's, yeah, he's moved in behind Hutchinson. Hutchinson doesn't know where he is. It's a good pass um, from the defender. Um, and he stops and puts his hand up. And he's now not quick enough to catch up to have any sort of influence on the play. So Harley Dean scrambles to... Harley Dean scrambles, goes to the man. Iortha tries to come across but doesn't get there in time to, to mark Asal. But if Hutchinson's doing his job... Harley Dean's able to mark Asal, and therefore mm. it should be a fairly easy clearance. Should be. Um, I do, just to, sorry, just to, to just a, a pat on the back for uh, AFC Wimbledon. Both their own players. Asal is twenty. Robinson's nineteen. Wow. He did not play like a nineteen-year-old today. He looked. He had some wiles about his game. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm very impressed with those two. I know that they they have they're a team that has not won in quite a considerable amount of time, so they ha- you have to take it with that pinch of salt. But well, I mean, some of the things midweek, right? Because uh, AFC Wimbledon lost their manager. They um, so that was something that happened. So they've got that coming into, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't look like a team who were that far down. I mean, th- there's definitely no. the element of after they get the equalizer. There's there's numerous moments in this game which we will get to where. Or maybe just kind of in between the points of what we're making, just to say yes. to state that, yeah, they're they're trying to uh, kill some time. They're trying to time waste. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I'm I mean, for a team, for a League One kind of lower team coming to Hillsborough, doing a low block, parking the bus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think they did well, and then uh, <laughs> they could have almost won the game. Yeah, you know, definitely. So I I feel like I have to give some kind of kudos to to the Wombles to those new Wombles those new Wombles yeah I, I, so just to come they they've not won a game this year but they didn't look like a team that hadn't won a game this year <laughs> no no they didn't look uh, 
they didn't look like they had a real crisis of confidence. I, no. I thought there was more of a question of the character of Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, because that uh, that that goal really took the wind out of our sails, didn't it? Mm. And that was the thing. I mean, especially conceding that early. We went ahead that early. We conceded that early. Mm. Like, I kind of looked at it as a bit of a silver lining to say, maybe a reminder we need to score more isn't the worst thing to have. And yeah. certainly for large portions of this game, we looked capable of getting more than the one goal. Yeah, I, d- I think to say they, they parked the bus... That that we we weren't without chances, were we? We um... no, but we we um we did well against them. They're not they're, they're certainly not world world beaters, right? In terms of their yeah defensive structure, and and that was that was a good thing. I I feel like does it feel like maybe we've matured a little bit from um the team who struggle to perform against teams that come and and do do this? Possibly, I I think. Well, I think we, we moved it around quickly. There's yeah, enough movement as well. And then yeah. and then the fact that there's Barry Bannon. If Barry Bannon can play to the ilk of Barry Bannon standards, then I mean sometimes that it's just a question to keep keep going at it, really. Just keep playing a percentage game with this this idea. I think we had two we had two things we were trying to do in, in answer to well, I mean, t- t- just narrowing it down to two is probably not that fair. I'm sure there's plenty of other little like kinks to the, the what we were doing. But um, we were trying to, in transition, we were trying to hit the ball in behind them. So we, mm. weren't tra- we were trying to stop them settling. I don't think our quality was good enough there, really. We didn't do that that often. And unfortunately, when it happened, it seemed to fall to Gregory and not Mendes Lang. And Gregory does not have any kind of pull away pace to rely on. Yeah. So, um, but generally by the time he'd taken the ball down, he was then swamped by a, by a, an absolute sort of horde of um, opposition players. Um, I also think Luongo, I thought had a bit of a odd game today. And I thought his distribution from deep, he was the one that was sat deepest of the midfield, kind of picking it up off the defenders. And I thought, I thought he had a, I thought he had a pretty poor game doing that. I think his distribution mm. long was was bad. He kicked the ball straight out of play a couple of times. He hit it short other times. Um, there was definitely like two occasions where he tried to hit Jack Hunt and and ended up kind of just playing it to their left sided uh, wing back, who's not a tall player. But if he was able to win the headers, it sort of shows you shows you how much he was struggling in that regard. Um, but uh, and 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 also, I just thought he was at fault for us being a bit slow to go through the stages. There was like he would go to I offer to go to Hunt rather than just going straight to Hunt. Um, so we were a little bit slow in the build up. But I don't think that was happening so much that we second guessed ourselves more after the equaliser. And I think that's where that sort of came to mind. But I do think we had a couple of things we were trying, as you say. We made sure Bannon stayed up top. Bannon was very disciplined in, as the game wore on, he did not get dragged further. Mm. This is what he tends to do. Yeah. Back, back in the field, try and get more involved, get the ball and start things off. Yeah. And he was he, he stayed up top. He stayed where you could make the most difference. And I think that was really good to see. Um, and then, I, as I say, oh, we were trying to hit them over the top with Mendes Lang's pace. It just... It never quite came together, unfortunately. But it was, 
yeah, I, I think it's fair to say we look like we've got a few more ideas in that situation rather than just sort of struggling through, which is which is better. Mm. Um, it's it's it, it's a much better look on us because yeah, this was this was considered defending. It was a lot of defense, the players back defending, um, and certainly their first job. You know, they had forays into our half, but the moment they lost the ball everybody was behind the ball and, and trying to get in position. So th- this was, yeah, this is very determined defending mm. lots of time wasting. Um, I was, were you, how worried were you when they had their flurry of, of set pieces? I don't want to skip too far ahead. If you've got notes between here and that. Uh, well, I'll just, uh, that's actually that uh, I've got a little bit between. I, I said this part of the frustrating start to seep in for me as a fan. I'm wondering if for Wednesday too, Mendes Lang was kind of in on a long ball on the left, and then he checked back for Johnson, who just couldn't get yeah. past his man and fouled him. And I said they just looked like a slight dip in heads starting yeah. to kind of crown coming out. That's the point I get to then. Wimbledon have a spell of a series of corners. I, I said I've been impressed with their composure and resiliency, resiliency for a team in their position. They're executing well. Yeah. I don't think I was so worried, but I... It, you know, from a very Wednesday perspective, it's just like, what's this kind of interlude? When are we getting back to Wednesday attacking? But they had one cleared off the line. Yeah, that didn't really... You weren't worried there? No, no, I'll be honest. It's not like they were getting free headers on a lot of things. They're not the biggest team, but I thought they obviously work on set pieces and I thought they had good movement and I thought we... Just like with the two centre-forwards, I thought it took us a little while to find our feet in terms of are we doing zonal? Are we marking men? Are we just watching the ball sail over our heads? Mm. Um, I also got caught out on an early corner, I think. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they, the next set piece, they had a they had a good header down that Johnson Johnson stopped on the line. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 th- mm. I was a bit worried, particularly at the timing, as you say, where we had our, our heads did go down a little bit and then they had this concerted spell it might not might have only been about five minutes well yeah i get that um do i want to talk about that 35th minute they had an exceptionally weak free free kick i you know again we had we had some very bad officiating today once again this was this was yeah this was there's some huge moments we'll get onto later which i'm i really want to get your opinion on as you read the game was that the one where luongo was Hutch went in for a wild challenge and missed everybody, and then Luongo was kind of nipping at the guy, and then and then he went down, and, and everyone seemed quite incensed. It was out on the right, I believe, attacking, yeah. so kind of near the south stand, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I think it looked like their player just fell over, I'm going to be honest. It was it was so, so soft. I he thought, dived. I he thought dived. Hutch put his heels... I thought he dived. He, or at least he made he made an absolute meal of the whole thing. Fair enough. Uh, I thought Hutch had gone in for that mad challenge and then um, on his way back just kind of clacked him. But mm, maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. 37th minute, mild rejuvenation. Like we're getting, we're getting going from a nap. Like we get up from a snooze and then force ourselves to do some star jumps. Uh, we had a corner with some good play from Baz and Marvin. The corner ends up coming to nothing. It goes straight to Chivarov Tanev, I believe, is 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 the okay, yeah. keeper. Which I was like, oh, I should write his name down. And then I saw his name and I was like, 
Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> it took so, so long. This is so I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Um, but it, yeah, they were just so perfectly dialed in on the counter. He did this wonderful bowl out, and we were very fortunate to be back to defend that break. That yeah. was worrying, I must say. Yeah. Um, he Yeah, his distribution was, it was strange because several times he kicked the ball straight out, particularly from goal kicks. Um, but I think with his, I think some of his throws were pretty decent in terms of setting them, uh, setting them away on, on counters. Definitely. My only other note from the half, Rich. Uh, mm-hmm. 40th minute, we win a free kick, which Bannon plays long. Heartbreakingly, Iolfer is just off the pace to get there. Could he have lunged for it? Could he? I mean, he's got some big old telescopic legs. He does. He does. Yeah, it's always a, it's always a slight disappointment when he doesn't uh, reach out in those moments. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought he had a bit of a. He's clearly uh, taking a bit of a time to to get back uh, into the into the into the feel of things. I think I offer. I don't know that today was his best. His best showing all round. Yeah. Told. Do you think he he had a little time like the beautiful self? Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't remember any lines from that song now. <laughs> it's a good song though. It is. It's depressing. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those. Oh, we're a jaunty little song. Oh, we got a little ditty, and it's like depressing lyrics are underneath. <laughs> What does it, didn't she talk about his fat head or something? <laughs> no. no. Didn't she say like you need a little room for your yeah a big head? A big head, big head, not you fat need head. Your big head, don't you? Did you? Yeah, had some time, and then she's like, "No, nope, not doing this." He anyway, is. Um, he's a porcelain he? fellow, isn't he? I know, but uh, I do still. Uh, do you, I do you, still love his work. Did you hear the reason about why he's 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 a poor sign fellow? No, it's because he went to Hillsborough and he said it was too busy, so he went to United and was like, "Oh, this is all right." Is that true? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> Take that, United. Keith Tracy says we're a little bit bigger than you. <laughs> no, that's. Would you um? Hmm. Would you say Paul Heaton's your favourite piggy? Probably. Probably. I think he's probably mine. Are we going to include Michael Palin in this as well? Well, who knows with him? And also those times we enjoy short CNBN as well. CNBN. The French, the French actor. The French actor, yes. CNBN. CNBN. Oh. Uh, split up due to artistic similarities. Oh, no, musical similarities. That's what they split up. Yeah, claiming the split was due to m- m- musical similarities. That's very funny. Very good. <laughs> oh, half time. We're in at half time. What were your thoughts then? I oh, thought that. that it's disappointing. Taylor's all the time. I said, I think if we show some character, then the game is here for the taking. But the question is, can we do that? Get the three points. And also, are we going to do that thing where we get our ideas together, but then. The opposition's changed for the second half. Yeah, that's what I was slightly worried in happening, is that they might show a little bit more ambition and we'd get caught with our trousers down a bit. That's That was my slight worry on things. Because um, we've seen... We've 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 had that halftime conversation where we're like, so many times, we're a bit better, but we're not really making it show in any 
actual mm. way that makes a difference. I, I was kind of hoping that, like, whatever they were doing, they'd run out a bit of steam with, and then things would just open yeah. up a lot more. You know, because that's, that's sometimes typically what happens. Like, there's so many times it's like, especially a Wednesday desperate for goals, is attacking-wise it opens up. So there is some excitement by the space. Suddenly we're not in a situation where Wimbledon are not putting, you know, seven, eight players behind the ball, including the keeper. Yeah, and I think in this league as well, we've had so many games where our just our quality is told in the end. You know, just just having the the better calibre of players on the pitch for long enough just in the end has kind of like it's broken down those 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 walls and and uh and given us the result but um so yeah what, what's your first what's your first note in that second half probably 40th minute i think it was gregory did really great work remember the ball was like uh, gregory was just had some moments today where um in fact i'll i'll just jump ahead 64th minute uh gregory just we'll get this later I say he's an absolute battering ram with a fresh engine. He had a moment on the 64th minute where he seemingly held off four of their players for a good few yeah. seconds. He was just causing them so many problems with his strength. It's joyous when he, uh, yeah, he just seemed, he just sort of emerges from a huddle of opposition players. <laughs> it's uh, it's really, really lovely to uh, a lovely sight. Mm. But the 40th minute did great work to keep the ball and win a free kick for the other day that's when Johnson tried his luck and hit pretty well over. Yes, yeah. Yeah. He's um he had a great game today. He just didn't have a huge amount of things fall his way. Like he led the line really really well. He never yeah. seemed to stop running. He was always offering options in behind. I think if Mendes Lang had shown as much energy as he did, we probably would have had a much easier <laughs> afternoon of things. Um I, there was the Luongo had that effort that was a fairly decent effort that was sort of 54th minute 53rd yeah. minute mm-hmm. um that was as close as he came to scoring today he didn't really look too excited to try and add to his what you, tally what did you think happened there so they they talked about on the commentary with Rob and John that they seemed to say there's some confusion that the Wednesday players kind of wanted the corner there was a lot I of protestation I just thought it was a, a classic shoss and mm. I didn't see it take a deflection really. Mm. It, it was minuscule if it happened. I think mm-hmm. he just hit he hit a shot with the pace of a cross, basically. So players thought they maybe should have been able to get there, but it was the wrong angle for either of them to get to. Um, but yeah, that's uh, mm. I, I didn't see too much in that in terms of the, the claim there. Oh dear. Yeah, 55th minute, we can see the corner. All comes from my author being very complacent. Mm. He lost the ball at the halfway line. Bordling. Very, very poor. Luckily, nothing happened from that one. Speaking of corners, we got a series of corners at the 59th minute following some um, some fine defending from, from Wimbledon. Yeah. The, the final one ended up with that bullet header from Gregory from a very sweet Mendes line ball. And then ended up with a resulting melee and Longo trying to stab the loose ball. Imagine to hit the keeper. Um, their, <laughs> their keeper really milked the injury, but he's oh, he did. Yeah, it's why why don't they do anything about time wasting? I don't know. I really don't know. I it, they it's... don't they don't seem to care at all. No, 
No, they don't. And, uh, you know, it's something which they were super, super aware of on the commentary today from Rob and John. Oh, it, was, uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like there was one moment where the they, they had a player who had it um, up by the north stand in his hands ready to take a throw in. And he just dropped it. Nobody was anywhere near him. Nothing happened. And he just dropped the ball. And the ref's not like, oh, hold on. This might be getting a bit silly now. Why would a grown man just <laughs> throw a ball on the ground? Just clumsily drop the ball to the ground. Yeah, and like their key, their keeper took a kick off when they were making a substitution. Like, you know, these these are not mistakes. Mm. The only nice thing is today we got to relish in the other side of it, but that does not happen often enough for no. for it to be acceptable no. to carry and, on in this. Way. And in terms of stoppage time, you know. Lots of criticism, four minutes, and we had, what, six substitutions? Six substitutions, which should be three on its own. And then a bit of injury tending to yeah. with the goalkeeper and lots of other breakage and passes. else went place. down with a head injury, didn't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's very mm-hmm. frustrating. The, the officials, this was just across the board, bad officiating. Like, the lines, it's bad. It's bad. The, the lines people were... Yeah, that was, that was the worst. Yeah, especially with... Shockingly bad. Especially we'll, at the moment we'll come to a bit yeah, later we'll get the coverage. We'll get there, folks. <laughs> we uh, 63rd minute, Johnson puts a great cross in, which their shonky keeper saves until he bounces off Byers' head. <laughs> Terrible. Like That's the thing. Like his, his distribution from throwing was good, but I think the guy left a bit of a charmed life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about, I think we come to, I mentioned the, the moment of the, with Greg, that brings me up to the moment with Gregory just being an absolute battering ram, yeah. you know, full of some fresh Duracell batteries in him. Um, <laughs> and then we, we make a sub, we make our first sub and it's Berahino coming on for Iolfa. Yeah. Um, I do think, <sighs> sorry, um, I do think I was... I think when I want Berahino to come on, mm. it's my idealised best version of Berahino. It's the guy that came on against Donny. It's, you know, that's the, the guy that got the, the hat-trick. So I was feeling like we could do with Berahino being on the pitch. I, I The frustration of Mendes Lang playing up front is he doesn't play up front. And he he's also a bit like, you know what... Uh, when people are riding a bike, if you go slowly, it's all kind of jerky and awkward. And then it's when it's going full till everything's very elegant and what makes sense. And Mendes Lang is a bit like that when he's controlling the football. Like if he is full pell, the good luck to you trying to get in the way of it. But whilst he's in that position, that phase of trying to turn around or get going, it's pretty awkward to watch. It's pretty, uh, it can be pretty low quality at times. And I just, I don't know. I just thought, like we were saying, like, uh, you, I think I wholeheartedly agree. I probably want him. I, I do want him there, but I don't, it's not his best position. And he flat out refuses just to play up front. Um, so I thought Berahino being there and giving us a kind of center to the, our attacking play would have been, would have been helpful. I did not see it coming the way it did in 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 Iolfa coming on a reshuffle at the back because it, it meant a marvelous Marvin 
moved to left-sided centre-back. Mm. Uh, Mendes Lang went to left-sided wing-back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite a lot of upheaval for that one change. This was a this was a kind of Carlos meat on the fire moment, wasn't it? This was I just want to try and keep all as many threats as possible on this pitch, uh, which is understandable from from uh, from more. Uh, whether it really worked, I don't know. I thought Mendes Lang <laughs> still looked really bad out on that left wing back position. Yeah, well, that was the funny thing. I mean, yeah. there's more stuff to come to, but like, yeah. Uh, Berahino almost bagged as well from coming on. He almost he had very close. Almost had uh, you know one touch, one touch raise the roof type stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> Gre- Gregory got the ball on the left, swivels yeah. a shot along the floor. Berahino's almost quick enough to react and bag, gutting. He was very close to it, to be fair, too, especially mm. uh, you know early on. It's a good effort from uh, from Gregory as well, considering he he hadn't had much of it in the way of sights of goal. Um, Decent, a decent bit of play from him. 70th minute, some more fantastic work from Lee Gregory. He does some great work to bring the ball down a fortuitous counter. Fortunately, his second touch was just a bit off, and then yeah. it overran. Bannon kind of runs on, and Bannon's just sprinting full out for this, and he can't yeah. put the brakes on, runs it out of play. I think That's he- the one where the player hit the deck, and I think it might have been number three again hitting the deck. Because he just couldn't keep 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 up with Bannon pace wise. Old uh, Bambi Bambi Womble, <laughs> great uncle Bambaria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Bannon's just frustrated. He boots the uh, boots the advertising horde. Yeah, absolutely one. gave it what for didn't gave he? it some yeah some laldy. Seventy fifth minute, Mendes Lang, you know, has the ball on the outside. He cracks one goalward. And the Shanky keeper spills it away. We couldn't quite recycle the chance. That was some really lovely work from uh, from Luongo to to keep keep the possession there mm. in, in setting up that chance. Seventy six minute Hunt nearly gets a second header. Kieran Zalewicz, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's um he's he's you know he's he's a jack of he's a jack of all trades. Pardon the pun. Now he's 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 given it he's given it both barrels. Oh, sorry. I'm just reminding myself of that. Yeah, following that Mendes Lang shot, that was the one that agonisingly. But like we was, we had three or four players in really good positions, and Bannon somehow poked it to the one bit of the box where we didn't have anybody. <laughs> he threw balled everyone, including ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going going close again. Is that the one? That- so. That's the one that kind of just smashed him in the face, didn't it? Really, he didn't know. He didn't. It was. He didn't have much chance to kind of steer it. It was a great cross, but I think it was probably a cross for Gregory. Um, and and Hunt was there, and it, and it just kind of cannoned, cannoned off his face. Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking of bad headers, that brings us to the next thing to talk about: the 80th minutes, NML NVM. I said. Daniel Mendes Lang, never mind. Very tame header from a great cross at the back stick. Yeah. That was bad. It It was a great cross. It was a great cross, great chance. And just again, again, that situation, just we've got the wrong player on it. You know, we've got, you know, you really want, would have much preferred Gregory or just anyone else. And then a minute later, Mendes Lang puts us in trouble on the break. And luckily. What was he thinking? I don't know. Just just pure idiocy. 
it's pretty blind. He just kind of whips it across the middle of the pitch. And it's, yeah, it's gobbled up. And then suddenly, you know, it was a great break and they did very, very, they did, they didn't waste that in terms of the build-up. No. I've seen Wednesday absolutely shit the bed. Oh, yeah. With like, we're three on one and then it's like, oh, no, we, we just, we don't know what to do. Or we've dawdled on it and we've lost the ball. Yeah, yeah. And they were just crisp as anything, like played the player in and thank God we have a keeper of the quality of Billy Peacock Farrell to be there to save us. This is two weeks running he's done this now as well. Mm. Yeah, he stood up big and, and uh, made himself hard to beat. I do think, I do struggle to see how Asal wasn't offside, but that's I think the, they timed the it well, or maybe the answer is, is bad, bad linesman officiating. Yeah. Um, and then that moment, so then we go to the 85th minute. Now, I know we're kind of wise in this situation to think we've had two exceptionally poor moments from Mendes Lang. Yeah. But maybe if we're talking about substitutions to kind of change and keep things going, I get the timing. I get that last, that last push yeah. in an attacking sense, but maybe we could have just done a like for like with Mendes Lang a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We've got Shadipo coming back on, you know, who hasn't played. They talked a lot about him in the, in the commentary. Which was just like it was like I, I get he's a player who hasn't played. He's been of high promise. He's disappointed yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. He's been hugely injured. Um, I, I get that he's one of the only players we have on the bench with an element of pace to their game. Mm. Um, but still, I was like, "What? Who, you know who you're talking about here, right?" I know. We did get that one last little bit of juice out of the out of Mendes Lang in uh, his cross for Byers, but. Uh... He it, it, it was it was he had a lot to do with it, Byers. But mm. uh, it was a it was a pretty decent ball he put in with his left foot. But there, that was his last real uh, moment on the on the pitch. Yeah. So this is it was because Byers then went off as well for for Patterson, and I I'd been thinking that Luongo was looking pretty leggy in the same way, and I I think Byers has just been enough of a goal threat that I probably would have ideally he would have been I would have kept him on. And not and swapped out Luongo probably I think mm. just in, in the in the situation we were in of just chasing. But it was, do we have to hold our hands up and say whether it was <laughs> through um, through luck or, um, or, or or planning that, that those changes did seem to have have positive effects? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, do you, you know, you're a rich, you're a man who supports Scotland, but you know, you you live in England and you have enough enough kind of memory of things on a, an England national scale. Yeah. Was it the game against Wales that Roy Hodgson was a manager of England, and then we managed to beat Wales? England managed to beat Wales, but then Roy Hodgson brought on all the strikers for the dying parts. Do you do you remember when that, that was? That makes that makes yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah. Of which it it's like I've seen it's it's like we've we've talked about you know hilariously we've talked about Jurgen Klopp one of the most revered co- coaches in world football. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing now, Jurgen? Well, we're losing the game, so I'm going to bring on a tall guy, tall tall yeah. the back to go in front. Like, <laughs> Fucking hell! Is this what you're doing? Is this is this is this it? Is this is this what we get? Is this it's like FA coaches? Well, you know, if there's a few minutes left and, you know, 
you might want to bring on all your strikers because just, <laughs> you know how like it worked today and i i thought the subs were good I, I i thought the subs were okay today we're fine for a darren moore perspective so i i feel like <laughs> begrudgingly give darren moore it worked so wait, I, I have having, to say something, but like... Yeah, I, I think having scratched my head at some of his changes previously, I can at least see the logic behind each one of the substitutions that happened today. I think mm. um, you know, maybe maybe we can dis- di- dispute who went off, but I think I think bringing Berahino on made sense because it was a game where we were we were kind of getting lots of nearly moments and therefore you want a guy that's supposed to be... Johnny on the spot to take those chances. Mm. Um, and I also, th- as I, as we touched on, I don't think Mendes Lang was doing a great job in terms of leading the line. So somebody with a bit more tactical discipline to, to stay up there, you know, there's several things ticks in, in the, in the box there. Um, as we touched on Mendes Lang was getting, it was looking pretty tired. Wasn't really having any impact on the game, even though he was in a second position in the match now. So Shadipo coming on, Made some sense. I don't. Again, would I have rather seen so out there? I don't know. We're really limited mm. for options out on that left hand side. Uh, yeah, to be honest. I think I think uh, coming back, then, coming back from injury and not seeing him forever, I think yeah. I give more leeway to be like, oh, let's bring him on, see what he can do. And it, it's not he- too offensive a length of time for someone going back from injury to come onto the pitch. It's just a yeah. bit sad because. Yeah, I, I like I like Mendes Lang. I don't mind him seeing him play in this position, but it was just a bit it was a bit too much Mendes Lang today. Yeah. You know. I thought Shadipo actually it maybe says more about his season to date. This is one of his better showings these last five minutes here. Like he didn't lose the ball. He so damn average. He put a decent cross in. Mm. Uh there were some sparks there. I just want to finalize on the final, finally on the subs. I think Patterson was clever, and I think why this worked. Patterson naturally, particularly if you play him in midfield, wants to change between those positions. He wants to come from deep and and then get himself in the box. And I think by having someone that wasn't just a midfielder or just an attacker, he became a harder player to mark. Um, and I think that did play that did feed into the goal. But there is a there's a big incident to talk about before the before the the winning goal. Oh boy, there is. So is this, this is, uh, is this something that's on the uh, on the highlight reel at all? Would they even? Uh, it's on the YouTube. Uh, it is on the YouTube video. Um, 11, 11 minutes and about twenty seconds is where that starts. Yeah, I've managed to just uh, fortuitously jump to that point again, and it's wow, what an awful, awful decision. Bannon pings one from long, um, and yeah, he's. It's just so. Who is it? Is it Luongo? Uh, it's Gregory. It's Gregory. Gregory is absolutely poleaxed to the ground. There's no hope of him trying to play the ball. Whoever the whoever the the woeful womble is <laughs> back here, it's the left wing back who just yeah piles into the back of Gregory. It's a penalty. It's a penalty it's an all day long. Absolutely, one hundred percent a penalty. I also know because I would I'm sat in that corner. Jack Hunt was not offside either. No, so, no, he never was. No, which is so it's terrible on both fronts. It's really bad from linesman and ref that they miss a clear as day penalty. 
And it's really bad then that the linesman, as a kind of hiccup reaction, puts his stupid flag up for no good reason um, and stops us getting the chance that we should have had after afterwards. Terrible. Terrible officiating and just you know showing just how woeful they were in, in that moment. Hmm. But alas, we can keep letting that highlight reel just play just a little bit longer <laughs> for something else. And here we are. We're a minute and eight minutes. I might as well talk through this in real time. <laughs> We're playing. <laughs> I keep talking and managed to uh, not. That's a beautiful nutmeg to Bannon. Bannon, little bit of a ball. We kind of come in and then... I think that's Shadipo. I think this is kind of the moment that's coming. He managed to kind of cycle it back to Bannon. Bannon puts a lovely cross in, nutted back by Patterson, and it's that man again. It's Lee Gregory with his 10th goal of the season. Yeah. Duping header. Beautiful. Crafty little nook of the goal. Just sneaks it in past some flailing. The flailing. Flailing. Yeah, the flailing number five. At the back, he'll be playing in League Two next season. You go fucking wumble down there, you fucking twat. You and your time-wasting pieces of shit. You thought, you thought one point was good enough in your relegation battle. Fuck you. Fuck off to the fourth tier. <laughs> oh, it's actually a pretty poor cross from Bannon. It's like lofty and, and deep. But Patterson does incredibly well with that header back across. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it's a thing of beauty. And then, and then Gregory, another diving header, a duo of diving headers. Um, it, it's, it's it's sort of scrappy but gorgeous all at the same time. That flailing dickhead Womble does a beautiful flop onto the ground. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? It's really he it's slips. Really he slips to a like he's about to shag the ground. <laughs> and he does, yeah. It's beautiful. It is a, it's a top-notch frail. <laughs> and can you see their defender, who's uh, the defender on the far right, uh, who just falls over? Drops to his knees. Drops to his knees. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so funny. I love the celebrations. We all love a last-minute goal. Uh, I imagine oh. that kid who is the ball boy absolutely <laughs> loved it going to uh, going to hug Gregory. So much fun. Gregory gives him a big hug and <laughs> lifts him in the air for one part of the celebrations. Lovely. <laughs> Beautiful. All round. Great stuff. Top, top, Indeed. top stuff. And then suddenly, these time-wasting womble knobheads um, have discovered a sense of urgency and they're looking at the referee that they've taken the piss out of for 92 minutes to bail them out. It was delicious. Bailey Pickoff Farrell taking forever on his goal kick and their player like putting it down for him and then Bailey moving it to another place to take it. Ah, so eat, it. eat it. Eat it, you, you womble idiots. I, I wish you well, generally, and I Applaud your Phoenix club, but well, while, while you're cleaning up the rubbish that I've left on the common, see that I've shattered this Walker's crisp packet and eat that up, you piece of shit. <laughs> Mark Bowen rues ASC late laps against Sheffield Wednesday. Difficult to take. 
Um, I'll tell you what's even more difficult to take, Mark, is the picture that we've included of you. It looks like you're about to have a shit at the same time. Looks like you're a little bit constipated, my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining the Wombles picking up the rubbish and just every single item having, having poo in it. <laughs> 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 Oh, this is a pack of sandwiches. What's in it now? Turds. Oh, it's a Diet Coke bowl, turds. Oh, it's a Mars Duo. There's one left. No, turds. It's a Kinder Bueno. Oh, no, it's a Kinder No Bueno. Is that a wisp bar? No, it's a wisp poo. <laughs> Is it a Milky Way? Kind of. Kind of. Not the wrong we are. <laughs> and with a lion bar, you just genuinely can't tell the difference. <laughs> oh, that's a picnic bar, my friend. Picnic bar. Picnic bar. Oh. Hmm. Oh dear, like dear. all great episodes of Different Gravy. <laughs> it ends in a barrage of poo gags. <laughs> uh, so, Luke, mm. let's get our heads slightly out of the toilet. Um, but only slightly. Mm. Who's uh who's your who's your star man? Who's my Mawam man of the match? Mawam. Get their name in your fucking mouth. <laughs> My Mawam mom. Um, that's a tough one. It's a really tough one. There's a lot of uh, strong performers. Mm. <sighs> I want to say Gregory. I want to say Bannon. Mm. I think I'm going to give it to Gregory. Nice. Because he's just so focal for what we do up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well. So performs so well at what we need him to do. Oh, and he was just an absolute colossus today. He was. You know, it's funny. You were mentioning the whole thing about like... Wimbledon with their nippy strikers with two in between the three mm. and they're becoming a bit of a headache. But I feel we've got one against three in this in this yeah. game, and that's Lee Gregory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, one man army. It's like it's like some people trying to take down the Hulk or something, you know, in a in an action action piece in a <laughs> in a Marvel film like for Four dopey scientists try and chuck themselves on the Hulks because he just like <laughs> bats them off. <laughs> Greg Smash. Greg Smash. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I go. I think that's a that's a good call. It's a close run thing between him and Bannon because mm. he's got the assist and the sort of second assist. But uh, yeah, playing so well all the way through the game and then and then bagging that winner. Good on him. Good lad. Oh, it'd be nice if he can continue this little run of goals, old Gregory. Would indeed. Uh, double figures? Yeah. Double figures. When was the last time? Uh, well, it's probably it's probably Fletcher last time we had a strike against double figures, probably. right? Probably. Yeah. Mm. And Luke's Luke's bet of our number our new number nine looking uh looking pretty good for top scorer. <laughs> well he's gotta get fifteen goals, I guess, right? I think that was my prediction. That was that your prediction? I think so. Which mm-hmm. I, I, and you know, in the in post match thoughts, uh, you know, they interviewed uh, Moore, obviously, and Moore was yeah. like, you know, yeah, he's got 10 goals and he's been injured. 
Yeah. We're a good chunk of games. So oh. think, of, think of the goals we'd have if uh, if uh, Gregors would be doing some Greg smashes all season long. <laughs> <laughs> There's something weird happening. So I'm just I'm looking at the league. There's something very weird happening with the league on on sofa scores. Mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up somewhere else because. Uh, but we we went up to fifth today. I think even with a point, right? I think. Well, according to sofa scores, we are seventh, despite the fact that we've got seventy two points and the two teams above us have less than that. Um, mm. But yes, I think you're I think you're right. Um, this is the time to put that sofa score down. Yeah, I don't know what they're. Uh, I don't know what's up with them, but they've really T- take that sofa score to the tip. They've really made a horlicks of showing me the League One table this evening. Um, yeah, so we've we're, yeah we're up, up into fifth with uh, six games to play. Hmm. Um, Plymouth have a game in hand on us. So potentially, there's only two points between ourselves and Plymouth in fourth. Um, Ruddy Sunderland won in the the Durf yeah, as well. Yeah. Bastards, fucking. No, imagine doing that. Imagine drawing for ages and then sneaking it at the end. Mm. <laughs> that was, you know, the the real fascinating thing is because we've just had, you know, previous to this, we've we've had a run with just some real blockbuster blockbuster cricket scores. Yeah. You know, the, the goal difference is looking pretty tasty. It is rather nice. We've got a bit of a go on quite a few of the teams kind of around us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's done we've done ourselves uh we've done ourselves a world of favours with the with the those couple of stonking stonking big wins. It's like nice mild uh point five points, you know. Well I think more than anything what it's done is it's it's meant we're in the say like we it set us apart from the the teams that we would hope will be the Ulcerans in terms of the, the playoff chase, mm. um, and it's put us more closer to parity with the teams who are who are in in the playoffs with us. So it stopped it being. I think it's rather than um, being a particular strength, it stopped it being a handicap. I think more in 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 uh, in terms of the our immediate peers, as mm. it were. But um, no, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, we've got it in our own hands with six games to go. That's that's what you want, isn't it? That's what this is about. This whole uh, yeah, this merry-go-round. I, I mean, it'd be a daunting. It, it's uh, it's a competitive league. It's uh, scary how competitive at the top yeah. kind of eight nine teams you know are in this in this division. And uh, it'd be <clears throat> if if it's if this is where it lands, then we'd be fortunate if that was if we could just draw a line on under it today. But you know, if Oxford United were outside of the playoffs, I'd, I'd yeah. quite enjoy that. They're, they're, yes. they're still they're still top scorers in this league. They've scored seventy four goals. Wowzers! That's insane. So we've got Bolton next, who mm. are probably now looking and thinking about next season. They're probably in that sort of group of teams that are mm. that are mid tables about as far as it's going to go this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be nice if they've if they've if they've got the flip flops on, but we can't uh, can't come into the game with any expectation of that. We've got a very tough match following that with uh, with MK Dons away uh, in at the at the Milton Keynes Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, the, the the kind of remaining four, you'd hope by and large, you'd, you'd look at all four of those and think those you'd be expecting 
favourable results, wouldn't you? I mean, without being churlish. Um, so, yeah, it's a good place to be. Mm. Um, I think probably we should wrap wrap this thing up. Well, I've right. still got some voice. Let's do that. But it's been a pleasure to talk things through with you, Luke. It's been a pleasure to lick those salty, salty Womble tears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's my favourite flavour, schadenfreude. Mm. These tears taste off. What have you been eating? Shit. My shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's sweet, savoury, spicy, umami, (laughs) and slightly pooey schadenfreude. Those are the flavours. I thought you were going to say poomami. Poomami. Nice. Rewrite. He's he's nailed it. He's nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i don't think it's going to get any better than that is it let's let's mm. wrap this thing up okay um, look after yourselves folks look after yourself luke and we'll we'll talk again post bolton chat to them rich have a good one everyone Here we are. <laughs>